Hi, this is Jessica Cook and welcome to my Feel Good Podcast for Women. This show is entirely devoted to helping motivate and inspire you to live a healthy and a happy life. I believe you will be happiest and most fulfilled when you work out, eat well, enjoy a brilliant, healthy routine and live your life with passion. I want you to feel energetic and healthy and that's my goal with this podcast, to keep you motivated and inspired so you can live your best life. You'll also hear interviews from my clients who are some of the most inspirational women I have ever met. At the end of the episode, be sure to head over to inspirefitnesstraining.ie forward slash free tools to instantly download tons of free stuff like recipe books, meal plans, workouts and much more. Now let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to Ready to Feel Good in Your Jeans for Summer. Here is what to do. And I want to start off this podcast by talking to you about how you're probably feeling now. And if you're feeling these things now, then this podcast is for you. So if you're feeling sluggish, bloated, tired, demotivated, you've no mojo, you feel your waistline is getting bigger, you're feeling like your clothes are getting tight. You're feeling like you're hitting rock bottom and desperate to lose weight. You don't like what you see in the mirror. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to start. You know you've been eating too much and not moving enough, but you feel like it's just too hard to tackle it and you don't know where to start. And you're concerned, you're worried about where this is going. This podcast is for you. I'm going to break it all down into really simple steps. And by the end of this podcast, I want you to walk away from this. My one big big thing for you is to walk away from this with really simple action steps to get you back on track. If you're ready to feel good in your jeans this summer, then listen in and get ready to go because I'm going to have you feeling good in your jeans for summer. Because remember, this is all scientific. It's not this airy fairy pie in the sky thing that you can never figure out while you can't lose weight. And for so many of you, you may be just in a denial stage. Do you ever hear people say when they're like, I have no idea why I can't lose weight or I have no idea why I'm not losing weight. We've all been there. It's a simple case of you just not being sure or aware of the amount of food you're eating or you just not being aware of a lack of type of training or movement that you're doing. So you may be feeling now like it's time and if you're feeling time because we're always in the pre-contemplation or the contemplation phase just before we take action. If you're in the pre-contemplation phase you're not really that bothered and I don't want to talk to you if you're not really that bothered. I want to talk to you if you're like a horse just before it starts a race. You're just gunning. You're at that start line now. You've been in the contemplation phase. The pre-contemplation phase is over. You're really seriously thinking about it and I literally have to like hold you back to get going. That's that's when it works, when you are ready. I've spoken to people before um, in the consultation phase, women before, and you can just feel when they're not ready. They like they set up a consultation with you. They say they want to lose weight and, you know, they might start off saying, well, you know, I might be like a five out of 10 or a six out of 10 motivated. And I might say, well, well, why do you want to lose weight? And they might say, well, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I suppose really I should. If you feel like that now, you are not ready. When you want to lose weight, the driving force has to be you wanting to feel good. And you, as Tony Robbins always says, you need to have hit rock bottom and be so sick of how you feel or you need to have an empowering alternative to what you're doing now. 
So I want to start off this first of all by telling you what you don't need and what you can throw away for the rest of your life and never have to concern yourself with again. The weighing scales you can throw away, you never have to weigh yourself, they're just a stick to beat yourself with that somebody came up to make people feel bad with. BMI, you can get rid of that. And what I really want you to focus on is the dress size that you want to be in. So whatever that is to you, a size 12, a size 14, a size 10, whatever it is, if you're a size 22 now, size 16 for you might be really, really healthy. Whatever it is based on your size and your shape and you you know you know, all women know, you know the crack, you know the story when, you, when, when, when you're feeling good in your clothes, you know what size that is, you don't need the weighing scales, you don't need to see a number on a scales to uh, validate yourself. I've got a size pair of jeans here, size pair of 12 jeans here, they're not fitting, how can I get them to fit good? Always go buy your clothes, never go buy <coughs> any other measuring tool because it's not important and it doesn't make sense. I mean, why do you want to weigh yourself and who told you you need to be a certain size or a certain weight? Who told you that? Who said, right, when you get down to a ten and a half, you're the perfect specimen? Who said that? And where did you get it from? Did you get it from your mum? Magazines, newspapers? Where did that come from? Your friends? Get rid of it now. Life is too short for that shite. Life is too short. It blows my mind the amount of time being wasted on £10.12, £10.10, hitting the £9.11 and the thoughts of people sitting in Weight Watchers meetings and talking about being a pound up and a pound down. So you're only there sitting talking about the activity. You're only there wallowing in your own crap. Get out into the fresh air. Get a workout in. Take action. Forget about the weight. That's not important. What's important is being healthy and feeling good in your clothes. You can also give up dieting, low carbs, eating high protein and high fats, the keto diet, intermittent fasting, paleo diet, anything, anything. Give it all up. Give it all up. You can give it all up right now. You never have to diet in your life. What's that food planner thing called where you put um, your, your food into the online thing? My food planner, whatever it is. Crap. Why do you need that? What, a, what an extra horrible action step to have to take every day. What about all the dieting and the calorie counting and the weighing your food? Have you ever heard of anything more depressing than weighing your food before you eat it? Have you ever heard of anything more depressing than counting up calories throughout the day? That's what I used to do. I used to count calories the whole time. I used to be obsessed, obsessed. And if you think about it, it doesn't really make sense, does it? Why would you say to yourself that you can have a 300 calorie bar of chocolate? And why would you compare that to a 300 calorie plate of veg? All calories are not equal. Why on earth do you want to go and weigh calories? Those processed protein bars that people find so terrific. Ah, sure, they're only 300 calories, 250 calories. Yeah, but it gets stored as fat and you're going to gain weight from it. They're really, really bad for you. Anything processed, it's really simple. Anything processed is bad. Takeaways, bad. That's not to say to not have them. But it's just why calories aren't good. It's just you've got to get rid of the calorie counting mentality. I mean, picture this. Joan counts calories and she goes to the gym and she wears a Fitbit and she knows she's eaten 700 calories today so far. And she hops on the treadmill and, I don't know, looks at the TV. And then she looks down at her Fitbit and she sees she's only burned 200 calories. I mean, 
I don't think I would ever work out if I if I viewed life like that. Two hundred calories for a workout, I wouldn't even go. I wouldn't. I I don't. I wouldn't work out if it was based on that. How depressing! How depressing is that life? And you've done a really amazing session. You've worked really hard, and you're looking at your calories burned. I won't even start on that subject because it's not even about the calories burned. That's not what working out does for you. It's actually all the calories burned outside of your session that working out does for you. But I don't want to go down that road now. What I really want to tell you now is to get rid of all that crap that you don't need it and to draw a line literally today, draw a line in the sand and start afresh. Now, the next thing I want to talk to you about, because we're going to get to the action steps, but so far we've covered how you're feeling now and if you're ready. The second thing is what you don't need in your life and what you can give up. And these are all steps getting you towards optimum health. And then the third thing is what you might think about giving up. So quick wins. And I want to run through a couple of quick wins before I organize your day and week. Giving up a weekly takeaway is an absolute game changer. And I've always noticed with clients and with myself that weight gain always creeps on when you're eating takeaways just once once a week. And just to put it in calorie form, because I know lots of you know the story about calories. So just to kind of paint a picture, if, if you're talking about calories, 500 calories a day extra is 3,500 calories at the end of the week, which is a pound of fat. So a pound of fat is 3,500 calories. And in your average Indian, you're, you're hitting about 3,000 3, calories. So if you've been, been in that deficit all week, you know, you've worked out, you're not eating as much as you used to in a good way. You're going to get that lovely energy deficit that you need to lose weight. But if you then have a big Indian at the weekend and a couple of glasses of wine, bang, pound of fat that stays on. So you're in maintenance phase or that you don't lose or that you gain. Bang, get rid of that Indian. And remember that if you're a generally speaking healthy-ish person and you're gaining weight, it's it's all this stuff you need to think about. It's not that I'm saying to you, oh, you must be eating chocolate during the day. No, you're probably really healthy. But the slow weight gain kills you. It's 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 that slow and steady extra takeaway only once a week that can really hamper your results. So that's just something to think about. You definitely don't have to give up takeaways. I'm just throwing it out there as a quick win because you know, you might decide to give up takeaways and still enjoy all your treat nights at the weekend and not change anything about your lifestyle after speaking to me on this podcast and just do that one thing. And that might be the one thing that tips the balance back correctly. The second thing is giving up um, alcohol and sugar midweek. And I really am a firm believer in this because I really feel you need to give your body a good run at it a good run and not having crap in your system I also think it's really important to indulge in in what it is that you like whether it's wine or chocolate or or having a really gorgeous dinner um out of the ordinary you need to let the hair down and relax so for you it mightn't be the giving up the takeaway thing for you it might be giving up midweek sugar and alcohol and keeping that to the weekends keeping it to a Friday and a Saturday night now it's not just for weight gain that you'd give that up actually the biggest driving force for giving up sugar and alcohol midweek is your mental health you feel so much better when you don't drink or eat crap during the week you sleep better which is really important for your mental health and for your productivity levels you're you're happier in yourself which makes you a kinder person like if you took weight gain out of it 
There's so many reasons to not drink or eat sugar during the week. And yet so many people do. But it is such a game changer when you don't and you just keep it to the Friday night and the Saturday night. And that's not binging on a Friday or a Saturday, but it's trying to keep your treats to the weekend to allow yourself to sleep well during the week and to feel really good. And if it is about weight gain for you, it's to allow yourself to lose weight, to get into that lovely energy deficit that you need to lose weight. So that's the second thing that I recommend you do. Also, getting rid of eating late at night is big. Like having, I'm not even talking about eating after dinner, like eating dinner. I used to always eat dinner at eight o'clock when I when I ran the gym now now since we're online and I'm at home all the time I have dinner at six o'clock and that was another big game changer for me Um, and for many of my clients that I do that with now so rather than having to be focused on eating less carbs in the nighttime because you're having it so late you just have dinner at six o'clock and then you don't eat after six So the takeaway thing mightn't be for you, but this might be for you. This one thing might get you that energy deficit that you've just needed to tip the balance in the right way. But I can't tell you how terrific it is to not eat dinner after six. And it's funny if you talk to older people, like all the older traditional stuff works. So many older people will say in their 70s and 80s who I've spoken to, they just don't eat after six. And it actually works so, so well. Um, so just bear in mind those three big things before you started a, a start on what to do. Sometimes it's more about what to get rid of than what to do. So now I want to move on to what to do. And I want to structure your week in a really nice way that it's nice and simple for you. So you can give up the diet books and the calorie counting and the weighing scales. And the very first thing is you go and do is you go and get a pen and paper and you write it down right now. Right. What's your start date? And I want you to start this on a Monday, always on a Monday. Mondays are great because then you've got a lovely five day stretch ahead and you've got that lovely treat night on a Friday to look forward to. So you're going to have seven days in front of you written down Monday to Sunday. And you're going to shade out after six on a Friday and after six on a Saturday. And that's time for you to indulge in what it is that you want. So now you've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, up to 6 p.m. Friday and Sunday still there. So now you're going to add in two litres of water every day. You're going to write that down on the days. And after that, you're going to write in Monday, Tuesday, all the days, Monday to Sunday, three meals and two snacks. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, two snacks. And then you're going to write in Monday to Friday, 30 minutes of exercise. So you have this calendar and after six on a Friday and Saturday are shaded out. But the other five days, the full days, they're not shaded out. But in the seven days, you've got three meals, two snacks and two liters of water. Monday to Friday, you've got 30 minutes of exercise. Saturday and Sunday, you're still going to have three meals and two snacks. You you know, you're not going to wake up on a Saturday and eat crap all day. You're going to have a healthy day, a normal day. You're going to have breakfast and lunch and dinner. But your dinner might be your treat night so that's after six but breakfast and lunch is still the same with your two snacks Sunday's a normal day so Monday to 6 p.m Friday you're not eating crap and you're going to have breakfast and lunch and dinner and you're going to have a small bit of fruit between breakfast and lunch and between lunch and dinner you're going to have a little bit more of a substantial snack lunch is going to be a normal healthy lunch with carbs and protein 
dinner is the same. And for four days of that week, how many days? Four, ideally, at least. You'd have your dinner at six and not eat after six. On a separate page, your workouts, your 30 minutes of workouts. If you want to get terrific results, you'll do interval training with strength training and core work. If you just want to exercise to feel good, you'll get five 30-minute walks in. If you want to get great results and lose weight and get a high metabolism and burn loads of calories at rest and feel absolutely bloody great and get strong bones and strong muscles and feel amazing, you'll do 30 minutes and in that 30 minutes, you'll do strength training, a mixture of body weight and dumbbell exercises, interval training, which gives you so much bang for your buck and helps you burn so much fat and you'll work your core and you'll do that five days a week. And some weeks when you're tired, you'll do four. And other weeks when you're feeling good, you'll do five. But you'll consistently work out. Now, it's only 30 minutes of your whole day. It's only 30 minutes of your whole day. Yeah, what do you do? You feel good in your clothes. You lose weight. You burn fat. You burn lots of calories at rest. You turn into a calorie burning machine. Your metabolism gets really high. You offset and help prevent high cholesterol, high blood pressure, helps prevent with diseases like heart disease helps you not get osteoporosis by helping your bones get strong and it really helps your mental health now if you were to do that for 30 days i guarantee you you would be a changed woman but the problem is the excuses come in and you start to wonder hmm what if i miss tomorrow what if I just ate this crap today? What if this isn't working for me? And you put it to yourself in a way that you say to yourself, ah, this can't be working. Because you couldn't be bothered. Because you don't want to keep going. But I'm talking to you about 30 days of being real to yourself and not saying, is this working? Going, no, of course, it's science. I just can't see results yet. And you say that to yourself. What do you mean is exercising, moving more and eating less not working? Why am I questioning science? And you say to yourself, oh, Joan, stop being so silly. Keep it up. Keep it up until you see results. And if there was one bit of advice I had to give you, it's to keep it up until you get results. I don't understand why you would finish and stop because you're not seeing results. Well, how the fuck are you going to see results? If you don't keep on going until you get results, it just, it's just mind-blowing. So keep going. Have those two nights off. Stay focused. Be healthy. Live your life. Enjoy your life and move on. And I mean that move on mentally. Like rather than think about this in every waking moment and looking at your stomach and watching for results, eat, 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 work out, but move on in your brain and stay enjoying your life I really 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 hope this helps you I hope there was maybe at least one thing that I said today that make you just go oh yeah okay that makes sense I get it I hope this helps you I really do and I hope you enjoy my podcasts and if you'd like to me to uncover anything next week please let me know because I am here to help and it's what my passion is to help women like you feel good feel healthy and get fit and to feel as passionate about feeling good and being healthy as I do. 
And remember, you have to work at feeling good. And that's the biggest revelation, that it's work to feel good. But my God, is it so rewarding. So all my love, over and out. From Jessica Cook, thank you so much. Bye.